Welcome to the Meditation Ward. My name is Nadia, and I'm excited to bring you this podcast. Every week, I talk to interesting people who also meditate. Stick around for the episode after this for a guided meditation. Are you trying to create your own meditation practice? Well, you're in luck because in January, we're offering a live class starting the first Sunday in January for seven weeks. Each week, we're going to be offering new tools to help you create a practice that you love. This is a lifelong gift for yourself or for a friend, and I'm really excited to lead you in it. Go to themeditationward.com to sign up. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast because it helps more people find us, and we'd love to share this podcast with more people. We hope you enjoy the episode. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Meditation Ward. My name is Nadia, and I'm so lucky today to have a friend of mine, Mustafa Shakir, on the show. He's an actor from small productions like Martini Time Talk Show to huge ones like Marvel Comics, Luke Cage, and bear, 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 he has a new album up on Spotify. Um, yes. <laughs> and something that's just so incredible about Mustafa is that he leads with loving kindness. Uh, we met about 16 years ago um, in little acting classes in Mary Margaret's house, getting to work one-on-one together. And you've just always been so positive, playful, generous, and um, it's kind of fun today, hopefully for you, because we're not here to just talk about your acting career, but your mystical yeah. side and how that has affected your life and your career and anybody that like comes into your pathway. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So thank you so yeah. much for being here. It's um absolutely, absolutely. crazy when I was doing the math. I was like, I was like 26, 27 when I was working with him one-on-one and you just kept going hard. It just flies by, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I've been a, the arts have just called me and called me and called me and called me. And so I just kept answering, answering. It's like, I didn't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. When you say yeah. that, like, what do you mean? It's like calling you and you didn't have a choice because I keep getting called to different things that I think are my things. And now I'm trying to find ways to bring them all together. Um, but it's hard to actually know for me. So what's your experience? Well, the truth is I'm like you too. It's like I get called to all these things. I'm I'm like a multi-hyphenate for sure. Um, I remember one time though, I had like this big agent meeting, you know, um, I was in between agents and she was like, tell me a little bit about yourself. Just like three minutes into the meeting. And then I'm like, yo, well, I do music. I dance, I da, 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 da. And she was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, her energy was not giving me like, I like that you do all these things. She was like, um, well, you need to focus. And I was like, and then the meeting was over two minutes later and I went home feeling like, oh, that was the wackest energy ever. But I, I sat there for a little while and I was like, she's right. She's like, you gotta, you know, basically what she said after that was like, you gotta focus on one thing, let it catch fire. And then you can take that one torch and add that fire to the rest of the things you're doing. Um, but if you know you try to do all these things, nothing catches fire and you just frustrate yourself and prolong the process. I didn't want to hear it, didn't want to feel it. Um, but I, I went home and I, I absorbed that and I was like, you know what? That was shitty. Um, I want her to be my agent. <laughs> right. And so I told my manager, like, I was like, force the issue. Like, that's what I need. And I took that that advice and everything changed. Everything yeah. changed. Um, I was able to like then, you know, obviously create a, a torch and then put that torch to other things. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's interesting because that was a really good way of putting it. I used to have people tell me all the time, like, you need to focus on like one project, even if it was within my acting or career or kid shows or my music and stuff like that. And I was always like, I, I can't like I all these parts make me stronger and each other. Others ways. So it's really cool that that 
that's a really awesome perspective that you worked hard and I guess you chose the acting path and now yeah. you have the space and time to do like music and dance dancing do you still dance oh I, yeah I mean that's you know that's for me but like I, it, it just leaves me the room to do all the things that I want to do but I still follow that advice like well you know there mindfulness is like you do have to focus on one thing at a time but you can keep you know all the balls in the air you know if that makes sense you only use one ball at a time but if you get a rhythm it's always going to be one ball you know no matter how yeah. many you have yeah so um yeah that's awesome yeah. yeah i'm always so lucky every conversation i have is just so like eye-opening in a different way i love that analogy yeah. yeah so going back to before your acting career you mm -hmm. already had some practices that people didn't really know about you in in mindfulness or in meditation or in mystic worlds uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, like I think the thing that has been the, the 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 longest going thing is like my connection to Yoruba tradition or animism, um, West African faith and and astrology and the occult. You know that was always how I sort of filtered life. You know my my perspective anyway. And so it was always there, but it's not something that I was screaming, you know, I made a lot of decisions based on um, astrology, timing of things and, and so forth. And also, like, I think that's what helped me to really say, well, the arts are for you, because I was going to go another path. You know, I was trying to save my family. I needed to make money. So and um, education at academia really like respected me and we, we had a relationship. So I was going to do in law. I was going into international and business. Um, but when I when I looked at my chart, I was like and then I felt what I felt in, in connection to those things. I was like, I'll die slowly with a lot of money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I if I do this other thing. Uh, but it was like if you know this might be the longer path but this will feed my heart and this will really be a journey that that um you know ultimately my soul would be happy for um and so yeah it was the chart reading that really was like you're an artist bro i know you want to do all these other things but that's not what's going to make you like um you know buzz you know what i mean yeah so. it's interesting like the law path my um, boyfriend i met him when he was in law school and now mm -hmm. he's a touring musician he plays pedal steel and dobro mandolin like all these things for a country artist and um i got him a chart reading as a gift what time I was like you may not care believe it but just have fun with it and she told him she was like you're creative <laughs> she was like mm -hmm. you know like you can do this but like you're you're an artist you're creative and now he's trying to figure out like how to pass the bar at the same time as touring as a musician, but it's like been so beautiful to see some of that stress fall off of him. Yeah. Of being yeah. a lawyer and all these stressful things because he has something that he loves. Yeah. yeah. That I mean that feeds that feeds you like nothing else. And at the end of the day and the beginning of the day, it's about that food. You know, because no matter where you get, there you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So good yeah. for him. Yeah. What's done is done. <laughs> and mm -hmm. what's here is is here right now. Yeah. Yeah. What is your meditation or practice like? Um, it is varied. Um, I've come to see a lot of different things as meditation. So um so dance can be meditation. Uh, running can be my meditation, a transcendental sitting still doing nothing can be meditation. Like I try to be meditative as often as possible. So even when I'm like doing my music, I used to like have, there was used to be like this, this tension behind it because there was this desire, this push. And then like I, I learned how to, or, or still learning how to relax into the creative process of that. And that in and of itself is a meditation because then like you're out of the way and then you can let this stuff happen. You know, and as long as you create that space between you and the identity, your identity, you know, I feel like you're in the meditative space. So it's that's the goal for me is um, to make it all a meditation. Yeah, like, if that makes sense. It yeah. does. Like when you're in the zone, even in high school, I'm like 
volleyball. It's like once you get into this place where you're just so in the moment that you tackle everything. Or I used to have a coach that was like, like was serving, like visualize the ball going over the net, <laughs> visualize the ball going over the net. Always cracked me up then. And it's like, oh, yeah. Right. It's funny how that happens. Like you get all these keys early on and you're like, mm, okay, visualize. And, but like later on, you're like, oh, visualize the ball going over the net. Yeah. Because that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. Do you um, feel like you manifested part of your career or what you're doing I'm, now? I'm, I'm, I manifested everything. I'm the, I'm the alpha and omega of my experience. Yeah. Like, you know, good, bad, and different. It's all me. So yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah. Did, did that start more so after the agent that little lit a fire under your butt? Or was that something that because there's a difference between like the push and the visualization. Um, yeah, how does manifesting work for you? Well, I feel like that was just a part of the journey to what I had already intended a long time ago. And that was just a pivotal moment, you know? Um, but yeah, I had, you know, yeah, it's like, you know, you, you say to the universe, hey, I wanna get, I wanna get over there, right? From point A to point B. And then like, you really have to let go. And then all of this stuff is not a straight line as we know, we've seen the memes, <laughs> right? But it's this crazy like meandering. So like, yeah, that was a part of it, but I definitely intended on um, having self-expression be the thing that, you know, leads me and feeds me. Yeah. You know? With your acting level, work, like yeah. back in the day, like we were practicing, we worked with a private teacher and then we got to overlap do you still practice acting and like take classes or anything or you just kind of show up and do what you do i realized that a lot of that like you i think you go to class if, to figure out that you don't need classes yeah like classes ultimately are to break free of like you know you know what i mean like boxes are so that you know that you can break a box you know um, cause ultimately, like, I feel like when I go to each project, they tell me that the project tells me what it needs and I can't, I can't pre pregame that. I just can't. I mean, some artists, they do, they get all their notes and, 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 you know, to each his own, it takes all types. But like, for me, I like, I like to show up and be present when I'm there, like the instructions come up at the same time. And then I'm, I'm there in a moment, it's fresh. And then it's like a ride and it's fun. And you know what I mean? It's not like all this work and tension. Um, that works for me. I, I go to I, I go so far as to say it could work for everyone, but like, you know, like I said, it takes all types. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It could work yeah, for, for everyone and almost everything. Thing, exactly. Yeah, taking you that know, pressure like, off and yeah. showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Just just be there when you need to be there. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I, cause you know, I went to NYU and Strasbourg for three years and film and television studios and improv and then, and then Mary Margaret as well. And one of the things I loved with Mary Margaret was learning that if you don't understand what's really happening, you're kind of faking. And the more you really understand what it's about, you don't really have to do anything except just understand and be in the understanding empathy that's my secret like just you if you understand the story just empathize with your character you know what i mean sit in there i mean i think that's the most gorgeous part about it because then it really extends itself to life and empathy with people in general you know yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> so you have a insane workout life as i can tell online and <laughs> like your fitness levels and you talked about how running can be a meditation and all that but i'd love to hear a little bit of how you've kept up with your uh, physique and all this work that you do to to stay healthy um the funny thing is like yeah i mean it's healthy but it's a it's like to maintain a resonance like a resonance like an energy you know, um, 
because I'm st I'm still learning. I'm still up in my game. Like, you know, I'm vegan, but I'm like just at that point where I'm like, okay, I can't eat any more processed vegan things. You know what I mean? Like going like there's this there's, there's always evolution. But um in terms of the physicality and those disciplines, it's I had a teacher back in the day who taught me uh, motion is synonymous with thought, right? And and then like sort of piggybacked on Einstein saying you can't solve a problem on a level that you created, right? So you can't solve a thought-based issue challenge on on the level of the mind. So the physical aspect for me is a way to um, deal with the with the mental. So like what I can't think I can eradicate through like burning the energy off. It's the same thing in yoga where you like stay in the position long enough and you feel the trembling and you burn off the tapas or whatever that is that that energy that that you know the ego uses to sort of entrap you. So that's what it is for me is to stand uh, um, to, to burn off the excess and stay centered. Um, yeah. You know, and the more I can push my myself, the more I can control my mind. Like my mind is like, no, no, stop, stop. And I'm like, eh, I'm not stopping. And I go 10% more. Then that's that that same thing applies when I'm in a situation, I'm talking with someone and they say something that I, I don't agree with or doesn't agree with my, 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 I have space between, you know, me and them because now I've got this discipline where what's tough doesn't feel tough like that. You know what I mean? So that's my way of really being able to show up and be be present in the world is to take myself through. And I think that's a large part of why a lot of us suffer is because we don't suffer enough, if that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have to take yeah. yourself through mindful, purposeful suffering in order to condition yourself to deal with whatever combats you, you know what I mean? Or comes at you. So I, that's why I stay on it. Um, and then it just becomes like this, this way of life. Like your body's like, let's go. And you realize you're an animal, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're a creature and that creature is here to move. You're not supposed to be sitting in front of screens and like supposed to is, a, is, a, is not the word I, want, I meant to say, but in addition to de doing those things, you have to like feed the creature. If you don't feed the creature, um, which was not, born into all of this stuff that we place it in, then you're probably doing yourself a disservice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, I stay on that primal grind. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's pivotal. <laughs> yeah. I guess when you, yeah, thinking like some days it's hard for me to get out of the house, right? But if you get stuck in those um, systems, it's like you, I guess you become like a caged animal instead of one that's running around fiercely and claiming and taking and doing what is fun and good yeah and then yeah. i that and, and it's the mind body you know psyche soma connection so if you don't do that with your body you can't do that with your mind yeah and so like yeah to be sure that you're being the most clear and receptive transmitter you have to you know manage that state you know yeah <laughs> at least that's 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 what i'm doing anyway and there's something also about a hard vinyasa class and something that I talk about when I lead vinyasa. It's like you're in this pose and it's really uncomfortable and it's my job to make you uncomfortable because this is where you have the conversation between your mind, between your breath, between your body. Like, how are you going to get through this? What works for you um, when you get really uncomfortable? And it sounds yeah. like once you push past that, then you find another level of discomfort to push past. Yeah, and, and then and then also you create a little space for yourself too, you know what I mean? Like between you and the, the feeling of like flinching when it gets uncomfortable. And that's key for me, you know what I mean? Like to not flinch. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. And you love to travel. And speaking of empathy and like work, like being in other countries, probably not knowing all the conversations or like languages. Um, what do you love about travel? Um, my ultimately, like the my favorite thing about travel is like the sameness. It's like, <laughs> like no matter where you go, it's kind of the same, you know. Even I mean, at the core of it, 
And I think, you know, a, a lot of, of, of human psychology, at least societally, uh, we, we always focus on differences so much, you know, and I feel like that thing like really creates a divide between us, obviously. But there is a real basic similarity to us that I don't care what culture you're a part of um, that I've recognized. And that's kind of cool. But, you know, not to homogenize everybody to be like, oh, we're all one, because, you know, that's also um, you know, a pigeonhole. Um, I, I like difference, too. You know, the, the, the beauty of how someone sees the same thing differently, you know, um, and expresses it and plays with it. Uh, and I just, I feel like I've, tra I've been traveling since I was 12, like um, I've been fortunate enough to see the world since I was 12. So it just made me, um, I wouldn't even say tolerant is not the word at all. Um, it's made me um, curious. It made me curious about humanity as opposed to like, you know, um, the other word you know sort of like cynical yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like we use those as polarities do you remember your first airplane ride that came up in my head I remember. um mine yeah i fucking flew to flew uh to to narita japan the first time wow that yeah. must have been a long flight where how old were you um i was i was 14 14, yeah, 14. And uh, it was 22 hours. Wow. 22 hours on a plane. <laughs> I remember I was gonna, I, I felt like I was gonna lose my mind a little bit. <laughs> like yeah. I was like, I went to sleep and woke up. I had like two lives, you know, and I still wasn't, we still hadn't landed. And it was my like first time on a plane. So yeah. Yeah. One time I was on an airplane and I, um, pack food for myself. I travel like I'm seven. I take different snacks. I take some coloring books sometimes. Like I've got to make sure I've got a hundred things to do. And I offered the person next to me half of my sandwich. And he said, yes. Oh, <laughs> I was no. like, no. <laughs> I was that just being polite. Cool. Yeah. I was like, I was just trying to be polite. And now I lost <laughs> half my sandwich. And then sometimes I see people next to me with like boxes of Skittles. And I'm like, I wish they would ask me Offer if they me. could just pour a skittle. Where's skittle in my hand? Just a couple skittles. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't mean to. You wanted your sandwich. Well, yeah. Don't people please? That's the message there. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to take care of yourself. Unless you want to. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, what is your top two places you've visited and top two places you'd like to go? Ugh. top two places I visited you know what a big sir is magical I mean I you know a lot of I mean we as Americans oftentimes we don't realize how beautiful America is um we always think oh I need to go somewhere far to see something beautiful but like big sir up there the northwest uh coast of America is just like jaw-dropping I think I almost like drove the car off the road just looking at all the beauty hiking through those forests, those big redwoods and all of that energy. And like the feeling when you're like stepping on the floor of the woods and then you can feel that it's not, it's not solid. It's like, there's a world in there. Like, you know what I mean? The echoes, it's like oof, oof, sort of muffled, like a drum. I was just like, yeah, it was a very beautiful experience there. Um, let's see, number two. Hmm, may I would say uh, Gambia. I had like a magical experience in Gambia. Um, I've never heard our, of Gambia, actually. Yeah, Gambia is on the west coast of Africa. It's like just, just above, just below Senegal. Um, I don't know if that helps, but it's on the west coast. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, yeah, there were so many beautiful things that happened on that trip, but I just remembered. Um, sitting on the beach with these like people I just met and they had nothing but the level of calm in their bodies like I was a New Yorker and I felt the New York in me I mean I'm a New Yorker but you know what I mean like my body was buzzing and just not sitting at, and I, I just remember that looking at them and they were as still as the sand or as still as the tree you know what I mean it was like 
they had no worries, but they had nothing. And I, I just said, wow, this, this is a message. <laughs> yeah. This is a message, you know, they were at peace. And I, and, you know, and, and, and when we, when I, uh, when it was time to eat, they all took this one piece of bread and like broke it and everybody ate and yeah, it was, it was, it was love. It was love. So very, very uh, impressionable yeah. moment. Yeah. Also too, because the more we have, the more we want, because we're trying to find happiness in the next thing, because impermanence everything you have starts to wither starts to become less lovable um not people but like objects yeah uh, and yeah. they don't have yeah. that distraction choice yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where do you want to go oh two places um I want to go to the Maldives before it sinks. <laughs> it's sinking at a crazy rate. Um, yeah, and it's a beautiful like continental shelf right there. Like you can walk out into the ocean for a long time before it drops off. Um, interested in that. And I haven't been to Brazil yet. So I get to go to Brazil. And yeah, I already know that I'm going to be possessed when I go there. Yeah. You know, I know, I already know it. How have you found that all the work that you do for your mind, for your body to show up in the present moment to um, like live freely in those moments? Do you, how do you feel like that affects the people around you? If at all? I think everywhere I go, I mean, and this is where I'm at with it, right? Because I used to want to change the world. I used to want to be like, you know, before art, before all that. Um, you know, that was that was that was the focus. I wanted to be proactive. But I feel like as I've come to understand things better, at least for me, that the best thing that I can do for the world is, you know, um, uh, increase my vibration so that wherever I go, that I become infectious. You know what I mean? Rather than professing just embodying and being so um yeah man like I, I used to be like you know what this might help blah 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 now I, like for instance i'm just at the restaurant with everybody else and they see me order the food that i order and they're like they look at me and they look at my food and they're like what's that about and conversations start you know what i mean and then without me preaching to people i give them some information about you know what it is i'm doing and then they look at me and then they oh they go oh okay there is something that is different about you and then sort of that creates its own thing and i've had so many people in hindsight tell me you know you know you've helped change my life i after having this conversation with you you know and it's not it's not specifically for that for the feedback but that's how it works, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, viral is is literal in the sense that, you know, you become, be the change. Yeah. You know, cliches are cliches because they're true. <laughs> yeah, and people have, um, I just got my blood work done the other day and my protein is great and I also don't eat animals. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of people that think you can't be as fit, you can't be as strong as you are if you're not eating animal protein. So that must kind of shock them for a second at first too. Always, yeah. <laughs> always. They're like, what? Oh well, yeah, no. But but then you just go like, you know, you you understand. You're like, look at gorillas, look at look at look at elephants, the biggest animals, the strongest animals. Don't eat flesh. The literal biggest and strongest animals on the planet don't eat stress. And the strongest man, according to um, the the uh, contest, is a vegan yeah. right now. Yeah, he's lifting boulders and shit. <laughs> so it's like the, the science is there. They, you know, game changers. They made a great documentary about it. I but, saw you know, people, it. Yeah, people will change it at the rate that um, they're forced to by discomfort. Yeah. Interestingly yeah. enough, I follow this um, Instagram page called Veg News, and they're always updating about, you know, new places that are offering new vegetarian options and how a lot of movie stars are starting to open 
like restaurants, I think Kevin Hart and some other people yeah, yeah, to yeah. help like influence that. Um, Europe, I think is so much more open to that than America is. Like when I read about stuff, yeah, what is that like when you're in other countries? Um, you know what? I don't think America is not unwilling. It's just there's so many people. Like the, the America's, you know, problem is that it's it's 350 million people there in one country, and we try to like find consensuses with all of this variety, and that's like this very difficult. It's an experiment that we shouldn't sort of like hold up beside these other countries. They're like, look at what New Zealand's doing. I'm like, yeah, it's five million people and it's a tiny little island. Don't right. compare the two. You know, or or Ireland or France, they're, they're just, you know, if we want to compare the whole of Europe, I feel like um, it, it might average out to the same because, you know, between Austin and California, which is the mecca of all things new that inform the rest of the world, um, you know, in, in various other spots, Atlanta, Minneapolis and, and New York specifically, um, you'll, 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 you'll see, but it, the thing is, it's, a, it's not a consensus movement. But if you see the individuals and then see that those individuals within the collective like um, uh, context, it, there's a lot of people doing stuff in America. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but here they're more willing to make it legislate like a legislation. You know what I mean? Like, you know, bigger moves, um, which I think is is great, you know, um, and, 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 and it's a large part of why I don't mind hanging out here, too, because like, yeah, we are actually thinking about the people and it is homogenous enough for us to sort of make decisions that do affect the people in a positive way, you know, like universal health care, <laughs> you know, crazy stuff like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I think, yeah, so there's a point within a point, I guess. Yeah, that is another interesting thing that you brought up that opened my eyes again, is that looking at it in smaller areas instead of one giant country that we are. Uh, because when I, Richmond, I don't know if you've ever been to Richmond, Virginia. I, I lived there for, I, I lived there for five years. I have a business there. It's a great city. And whenever mm -hmm. we go anywhere, I don't really have to worry about pre-looking at the menu because everywhere is going to have an option that is going to be available to vegetarians and vegans. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas when I went to Myrtle Beach, all you could get was a sandwich with toppings They're like oh yeah yeah we can do vegan i was like lettuce tomato like banana peppers which i don't like you know mustard <laughs> you know and right. it's like oh there's certain areas like i guess like little countries that have these things yeah yeah Together. i mean yeah i mean like it's hard to get vegan food in italy but you know um amsterdam is not you know um, but every everybody everywhere I've traveled a lot of places. It's spreading everywhere. It's getting easier and easier. It, you know, and I've been at it long enough where I've seen an arc of change. So um, it's looking good. It's looking good. Um, we're in the beginning stages, and so I'm just sort of like allowing for that because a, a lot of it is like you know the push toward like processed foods, like Beyond Meats and Impossible. It's like, this tastes just like a regular burger. It's like, but it's probably worse than a regular burger. But you know, it's like, you've got to start somewhere. You know what I mean? It's a new right. toy. We'll figure out how to flip it. You know yeah. I mean? And even um, when we're doing that, we're still cutting down less rainforests and that, that having well. a climate yeah. effect as well. But yeah. And then you're not healthy again because you ate way too much of it. And then you have to find your balance again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's life. That's a spiral. You should always be like challenged. Don't sit still. Nothing else is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I said we weren't going to talk about career, but of course, I'm curious. What is it like when you're like filming a whole series and you're kind of in one place for a while, just working? Um, how do you take care of yourself, and do you love that part of your job? life um it can be great it can be great it really you know i've learned how to do things as you go as you do you know um sometimes it's great it's like you can make it like this incubation chamber for like in of, of regiment you know what i mean where you're like i'm just gonna do i'm just i'm here to do this and so while i'm doing that i'm just doing this other thing to support that 
and that that's a meditation you know what i mean you you create a hum um from from the momentum that you can you can build in that way um and yeah, it's a great way for me to focus in on things you know what i mean like i'm like all right i'm gonna be practicing more guitar you know for my downtime so i'll have it in the, the trailer um so when those moments where you hurry up and wait instead of like worrying about the weight you just you know strum the guitar and so like it's a way of like um uh you know interweaving your life together in a way that sort of makes sense and is holistic and, and that's an ongoing um practice obviously but yeah i'm i'm doing it i'm practicing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so to speak yeah. and you're at a level now where you can tell them this is what i eat this is what i need to be a functioning it's still a struggle man i'll tell you that you know it's it's it's, it's job to job some jobs like like I love going to Canada. Canadian jobs are the best when it comes to those things. Like they will take care of you. Um, Americans, like somehow those productions, they you you tell them they're in those still somehow like think that I'm like I'm 210 pounds. Like don't feed me a big salad. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I need food. So like it you know it requires tweaking and I, I'm I'm even with that I'm like okay so I need to go in and like strangle a few people first as I smile and tell them this is what I need right and yes. then you know then that's when it that's when you get what you need you gotta unfortunately sometimes like just you know make a stink and then they're like ah and then you be nice later yeah I can imagine that yeah. after people meet you and see how tall and strong you are they're like i don't want to make this guy mad <laughs> this guy plays villains like i don't right. want to make him mad feed him the trees <laughs> that he likes please thank you <laughs> i'd love to talk yeah. with you about music for a second too and about sure. showing up um on the set as an actor just ready to be informed and go with it as far as music goes, do you pre-write? Do you show up and create on the spot? Is it a mixture um, when you're doing the words, not just the the sound background stuff? Um, the, well, it all it, like I've like currently I am uh, you know I I get music. I have a partner. Um, he he makes the music. Well, we he actually come you know does all the. The uh, programming and stuff and you know but obviously we 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 ping pong ideas off of each other um but yeah we'll get something and i'll write to a vibe i'll write to an idea and i'll i'll record it do some scratch tracks throw it to him he'll tell me what he thinks and you know we go back and forth like that a few times until we get this you know we get it you know in a good place and then we, we send it off to you know the next part of the factory which is like, you know, the tweaking and all of that stuff. But that's where I'm currently at, currently at with the music. Um, I'm going to start doing some more performing. Um, I, like, I just got bit by the bug. I'm like, yeah, I want to rock some houses a little bit more. Yeah. Come to Nashville. You know, Come to Nashville. <laughs> I mean, Nashville, I know, right? And yeah. it it's really is popping there. I've got um, some people there as well that um, are, you know, yes. So Mas Nashville is definitely on, is on the radar for sure. Because Nashville is dope, apparently. There's, yeah. there's a vibe there. I hear yeah. good things. I'll take um, care of you never, if you're here. I, I never thought to go there, even though, like, you you know, I watch all the, you know, the, uh, the, the biopics and biographies and stuff about the musicians and stuff that came out of there. But nothing ever drew me until recently. I've kept hearing it over and over again. I was like, hmm, there's definitely yeah. something in the soil there. So. so as far as collaboration goes, I don't know your experience, but for me, it's at the beginning, it was like, if you want something done, you got to do it yourself. I've got to produce, I've got to edit, I've got to be the actor. I have to do everything because I couldn't really count on a lot of people, uh, especially in LA that said they were going to help. And then I realized they wouldn't. Um, so I don't know if that was your experience, but if it was, or if it wasn't, how has collaboration showed up in your life and helped you create, like you mentioned in music? I think, you know, it's a, it's a mixture. I feel like in the beginning, it just is all you. Um, that's just, it's true. It's like the people who are supposed to support you the most don't. And like, and I think that's just a part of the journey that 
they don't really emphasize in whoever they is, you know, <laughs> they don't tell you that. But I found that, you know, it was about me believing in myself to such a degree that I didn't, it didn't matter who collaborated with me or believed in me. And then like you build this fire or um, magnetism, right, of belief. And then the collaboration comes. And when it comes, being open to how that, um, you will work with you, right? Because in the process of you building up, you know, your your steam and your self-belief, you can get caught, right? And this is how I do things. So when you build up that magnetism and, and things are starting to come to you, now you have to be open to now be flexible and work with. Um, so yeah, I, I'm always looking to augment what comes through me by sharing it collectively. Um, but I'm also very keen to make sure that I am being authentic to myself first. Because then like whatever happens after that, I can be on board, you know what I mean? Like fully, my energy's all the way there. Um, as opposed to doing things because they might end up a certain way or results like mm -mm, it's got to come from the gut and that's all me. Um, and then you know, I think I think this the the phrase or the adage "charity begins at home and then you spread abroad" um, applies here. You know, in terms of the art and collaboration. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a selfish question that I've really enjoyed, like just recently in the last one or two interviews I've done about learning people's relationship to God um, or mm -hmm. universe or what that is for you um i say it's selfish because i'm learning and exploring different people's paths and how like you said everything kind of comes together or people are the same in a lot of ways even if they don't study the same books or look look at things in the same way would you mind talking about god some people feel uncomfortable with that about my view of god yeah to me god is everything every single thing, the good, the bad, the indifferent, there's nothing, it's the source of creation, right? Like, and I think the large part of what, what makes the argument is that we're always dividing ourselves down the middle. Like there's this dissociation, this separation thing that happens over and over between so-called good and so-called bad. It's like, oh, don't do the devil, but you must do Jesus. And I feel like what that's saying is like, use this one wing, but don't use the other. And so we have these people flopping around in their lives, feeling unfulfilled and not whole because there's an entire side of themselves that they're suppressing, right? And so I, I think, and that's what shadow work is about, right? So you start accepting the fact that we're not as noble as we think. We're not as good as we think. We're also this shit, you know what I mean? And, and then that acceptance actually raises the vibration of the so-called bad. So me, I, I do see God as everything. Um, and people like Joseph Campbell and Carl Jung and um, Maslow and Hillman, and I mean, just countless other people have shown me, Joseph Campbell specifically, because he did the power of myth. Um, and he went around the world and he studied all these different cultures and all of these different um, stories, these archetypes. And he found the similarity, he found the red cord that existed between all of them. And everybody was saying the same thing, whether they were in an environment where there were trees that covered them, like the, the, their relationship to the environment was sort of the same story as the people who lived in the mountains or the people who lived at the seaside. And that the creation story was just another way of in, in interacting with the environment. But it, at the core, it was the same. And that's why there are formulas to movies, right? It's like, we want to see this thing. We want to see this journey, this hero's journey. We want to see this, this, this conflict, this struggle, this overcoming, this victory, you know what I'm saying? And like, that is a part of the, the collective zeitgeist. Um, and so- What's that, that word you said? Zeitgeist. Could you, what like is that? World thought. Just means like the world thought. It's a collective, like a morphic, you know? Like we're we're all on this vibe, like no matter what, like you know, um, so yeah, that that is that that helped me to to look at how we're the same, 
to also accept the differences and to see like how the so-called positive and negative are working together and that you can't have one without the other. You need the grit in order to make the pearl. You have to have the foothold in order to build the muscle. You have to, you, everything is, is, you know, and if you like, if you, if you forsake one side for the other, you won't get anywhere. You literally go nowhere. And you know, it's, it's a binary universe, right? <laughs> it's like everything is sort of split, but it's a universe. And like, that has helped me. Um, and like, I guess the, the hardest part of it all is reconciling those things that were like, that's, that's, oh my God, again, you know, the, the things that make you gas. And I, and I feel like the reconciliation for me is like, I just don't know shit. Like, it, it's beyond me. Like this, the way how, how ordered this is and like, just, I look at like Mandarin ducks, then I look at an eagle. Then I look at a guppy and then like a snake. And then I look at like my, my index finger doing this. And I think of the complexity in just those few things. And I'm like, I don't even know how that happened. So like me trying to place this little judgment on this thing is dumb. The greatest thing I can do is accept and learn how to, 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 to be with myself, which is all of this, right? You know, um, so that's the that's the largest practice for me you know in appreciation i'm sure you can take what i just said and like try to transcribe it in buddhist in in terms and you can transcribe it in christian terms and islamic terms all of that you know in some form, form shape or fashion but ultimately you know um my relationship to god is personal you know and that's my daughter <laughs> um, over there um yeah. So yeah, that's, I think that's my take. I mean, does that make sense to you? Of course. Yeah. No good. Yeah. Yeah. Some people see God as like a personal, like kind of human entity form. Some people see it within each person and each thing. And, you know, some people say universe, some people say nothing. Um, yeah. On how yeah. they believe. Yeah. I heard one time too, I listened to this really awesome podcast called Wisdom of the Sages. Um, it's a yoga podcast and every episode they go over stuff from the Sri Bhagavatam and I just love it. And um, they're like, there's a little ant that's crawling on his computer. And this little ant has no idea that one, he's on a computer or two, that he's a part of this podcast <laughs> that's creating all this all this stuff. And when you see it that way, when you see your little pinky move or you see a snake on the ground or it's like, how, how do we think that we're the top of everything? Yeah. You know, it's I like, yeah, yeah. we don't know again, the veil that's above us that we can't see that we have no understanding of like the ant in a podcast. <laughs> the ants in a butt facts though. That's the yeah. 100% facts. Like, and that's the curiosity that has to stay. We have to, we have to remain curious. Like, and I, and, I, and I understand it. It's the human condition. Like, who doesn't, we want to feel secure. Yeah. We want to feel like, okay. And so we need these answers to hold on to so we can feel secure. The answers usually trap us, but you know, that's the, the goal is to feel secure. And I understand why people latch on to them. But the curiosity and the unknown and the expansiveness that's where the real joy and the joie de vivre is you know what i mean yeah. um but that 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 shit requires work practice every day working up to you know open up to be afraid not you know not to cringe or flinch as i say you no know, that brings us back to, to your working out pattern to be yeah, open exactly. to be afraid and to see what that feels like yeah and be okay yeah. with it and step into it stronger <laughs> Exactly. I want to look the demon right in the face and have regular breath. Yeah. And also see it for what it is. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not be moved. It's like, yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> well, it's a, about time to wrap up and your family's um, home and that's probably way more important. Or, uh, <laughs> so just to wrap it up, do you have just like a small piece of advice for somebody that's getting into mindfulness or meditation or 
into a creative path even if you could give them one thing um i think i said it already but i'll i'll i'll, I'll re reiterate it like learn to suffer learn to enjoy the discomfort you know that's a part of the process when it hurts you know what i mean like that means you there's 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 rubble on the road there's 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 movement you know what i mean um hurt doesn't mean stop um and there's also balance, right? You know, like we don't want everything to be unpleasant, but as long as there's a productivity, you know, and that's, that's a personal thing that you, that you have to figure out for yourself. But as long as there's productivity to it and a, and a, and a sense of being and stillness, you know, I think uh, the suffering is, is warranted and needed in fact for your growth, you know, yeah. you, you need it. Um, so don't fight it. Um, and and the, and I feel like you're free when you actually accept it. Like you're literally free. There's nothing that can bother you at that point. Yeah. And so if there's anything to practice, it would be that. Because then it shows up, and you just say, "Hey, hi. Hey, hi. How you doing? <laughs> I oh. see you. Oh, right. Because it's inevitable. Let's roll around in the like, dirt together. Right. You know, I'm like pleasure, 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 pain. You know, like no, 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 no. I'm sitting there, you know, we both, we're, we're vibing, you yeah. know what I mean? We're out front, we're, yeah. up, you know, up close. Thank so you. yeah, just uh, accept both wings so that you can fly. Yeah. I really, really appreciate you taking the time, like, to be here with me. It means so much. And it's so wonderful to see your face again and get to talk to you. And it just means a lot to me. And I'm just so excited for you and your career coming from a space when we were together just feel like little babies in our career trying to trying to push through and see what it was and learn and yeah it's just i get excited every time i see you do something new i'm just so happy for you and it's been really eye-opening thank you for sharing things and making my brain brain open up to new ideas <laughs> that's what we do we're just walking each other home right yeah well, if you come to I mean, Nashville, yeah, I'll take good care of you. So let me know if you want to come visit. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. When I get there, I'll definitely let you know, or before I get there, rather. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's been great. Thank you for yeah. inviting me and giving me a space to talk about this stuff. You know, we're just creating more vibrations. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. you know, that's really the goal. And people um, will find it that need it. Exactly right. Yeah. Thank you, Mustafa. All right. Then. Bye. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We hope you stick around for the meditation on the next episode. If you're interested in wellness coaching through a meditative lens or starting your own meditation practice with accountability, check out TheMeditationWard.com. Give us a follow on Instagram at TheMeditationWard and please like, review us, and share with your friends. See you soon. <laughs>